This is Together 24-7, episode 157. Hi, everyone. This is Barry Cohen, one half of the Together 24-7 podcast. You've gotten to know us from listening to our show, but did you know that we've been in business together since 2003 and separately since 1997? We've taken our experience and knowledge from multiple successful businesses and transformed them into one company, Business Solutions for Growth. And now you can work with us directly. In just 30 days, we'll work with you to create a strategic plan with focus, clarity, and vision. We zone in on your talents, experience, desires, and skills to create the right business strategy for you so you can hit the ground running with a plan of action to take your business to the next level. For more information, go to businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. That's businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I'm Barry Cohen. I'm Catherine Cohen. Why are we here, Kat? We're here to, uh, to interview people. I was just going to say, it's very echoey. So for our listeners, uh, we are in the middle of a home renovation. And my office slash studio is completely empty. I've never seen it this empty. Maybe like the day that we moved into the house 20 years ago. So we're sitting here with a folding table with all of our equipment. So if it sounds a little weird and echoey, that's why. Yeah, because there's not all of your junk all over everything to absorb the sound. It's amazing how much uh, sound papers on your desk can absorb. You see, my junk is a good thing. No, it's not. It's always a good thing. Now, That's again, sad. why are we here? For, why are we here? We're inter- today, we're interviewing uh, Sebastian and Elizabeth Richard of Thriving on Purpose. They are life coaching and leadership training coaches. Tra- trainers. Trainers. Well, see, I'm, I'm reading and it didn't work out. So they do life coaching. They are leadership trainers. They've been in business together for a year and a half, married for 16. They live on Prince Edward Island, Canada. A. Well, well it took them a long time to discover they need to go into business together that's it that's it it took them it took them a while um <laughs> uh, they, so so if apparently if they cut out we we never realized except a couple of years ago when we were up in canada visiting a cousin of mine who also lives out in the boondocks canada uh, is a third world country canada internet wise if you live in the country is a third world country so there you have it. Sebastian and Elizabeth are married for the last, as I said, 16 years. Three kids, Jason, Marissa, and Caitlin. Um, so Sebastian, you are an introvert. You love spending time reading, researching, writing, and you can speak. Uh, in, in, in certain situations when you're booked to speak, uh, you write out there and you're not an introvert anymore. Situational extrovert, you call yourself. But hey, a lot, a lot of people are. You like spiritual growth, um, personal growth. You enjoy writing content on your blog. You like writing books, um, spending time with the family, watching movies together. Now, this is really, this is pretty cool. So Sebastian is into comics, um, comic books, big screen, uh, likes to watch movies, likes to go out with the family, all of that stuff. You know, he likes to 
like we do, just, you know, Marvel and DC and just plop in front of the screen. And there you have it. And veg out for a couple and of hours. And veg out. Elizabeth, however, um, she enjoys personal development, learning new marketing strategies, preparing topics and content that will help women in their personal and business lives. She gave up TV. Silly, <laughs> silly woman. <laughs> So Sebastian goes and locks himself in his man cave, and Elizabeth does other stuff. She likes, uh, they're both foodies. She likes trying new restaurants, cooking new recipes, and trying new wines. Loves international recipes, gardening for the 30 minutes you can garden up in uh, Canada. Hey, 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 it's a day and a half. It's a day and a half. She makes seashell wreaths, which sounds pretty good, and different coastal decor for their home. And she loves the beach, which is why they moved to Prince Edward Island. Now, both of you guys worked for the government, for the Canadian government, which is probably a lot nicer than working for, like, the, the American government, because everybody's nice in Canada. So um, so you have to do uh, 10 hours of unpaid overtime, okay? Oh, we're sorry, though. Is, is that how it is working for the Canadian government? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll take that one. Uh, actually, they, they ask us for overtime, and only sometimes they would force us to do it, like, to be forced, basically. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> a lot nicer than here. Did you guys meet when you were both working for the government? Is that how you met? No, actually, we met, we met online. Um, I was living a quiet life with my grandmother and uh, working at Bell Canada, which is a uh, like a telephone service, if you want. And he was, um, and that was kind of in the beginning, you know, when we had internet, but it wasn't like, I didn't have a computer. So I had to go at the the library to talk, um, to, to basically chat. And um, so one of my friends basically said, you know, you're always isolated. You either work or you're with your grandmother. Why don't you go on the internet and meet some people and stuff? So I went on, um, on a, like a Christian chat site, if you want. And uh, he was actually the only person that was there from Canada. Everybody else was from the United States. And uh, so I looked at his profile and I, I thought he was kind of cute. And <laughs> I thought it was really interesting what he said, because he had a really great wor- uh, way with words. So I um, contacted him and then we started chit-chatting. Um, I hadn't put my picture so uh, it was a surprise when we finally met about, what, two months after? Well, I think it was a month and a half afterwards. So he was, like, dating blind, if you want, <laughs> by phone and by chat. And then we finally met, and we just hit it off. And we've been together for, for quite some time now. Oh, that's <laughs> so cute. That's how we met online. You didn't see my, We didn't see each other's picture no. when we met. No. You didn't see me till I came walking into your office. Yeah. And it was too late. Okay. <laughs> it was too late. Then it was too late. So, Sebastian, you are, um, you are a John Maxwell team certified uh, speaker, coach, and leadership trainer. I wanted to get that whole thing right. John Maxwell team certified speaker, coach, and tr- leadership trainer. And Elizabeth, you have also studied uh, John Maxwell. Do you use the John Maxwell principles? Are you John Maxwell certified? How did that end up uh, working out for the two of you guys? Well, um, he he started that uh, adventure with the, the John Maxwell team. He started before I did. And um, 
there was like a big transition because the job, the jobs that we were doing were more of a blue collar. Like we worked for the government, but it was more of a blue collar position. And um, so when my husband decided to start with the JMT, um, it was a very big shift because all of a sudden it was like becoming a white collar, doing trainings, masterminds. He he's always wanted to write a book. So uh, then he's like, I'm going to become an author. I'm going to become a speaker. So I thought he like lost his mind, basically. And uh, I was uh, still still working at Post Canada and um, we were, like we're part of the, the postal team and everything at the time. And so uh, when I started listening to the content of the John Maxwell team and listening to John Maxwell and the faculty members, then I realized that it was really, really good stuff and I was really enjoying it. And um, I had always been coaching people for a really, really long time, ever since I was pretty young. And I didn't even know that you could actually do this for a living. So, so I kind of opened my eyes to all of this. And then we, we, uh, we both got certified. So he got certified first. I got certified later. And uh, then we started doing the, the business together. Well, yeah. Uh, let me just backtrack here. Uh, basically, what happened is I founded Thriving on Purpose when I had the uh my kind of had an epiphany i won't go into details but i kind of had a, an epiphany that i really i wanted to be a speaker because i had been a lay preacher back in my youth and for many reasons i had chosen the uh the sensible you know get a good job get a good pay get good benefits and i had been doing that for 15 years but i was miserable and so uh, when i had my epiphany i was like yeah i, I gotta go back to, back to my roots back to my first love back to what i love to do which was to speak and write or write and speak i don't really know which one in which order exactly uh but then i so when i i, I had i made that decision i found it thriving on purpose and i soon realized that once you brand yourself as a speaker if you're not certified if you didn't go through a certain training people don't take you seriously so I knew I needed some kind of um, certification. So I started looking at all the, the great uh, schools out there to become a speaker and trainer and coach. And uh, I obviously looked up Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Brian Tracy. Uh, they were all interesting. They all had something to offer. But uh, I set my sight on the John Maxwell team for many different reasons. Uh, I guess his content resonated with me more. So uh, I went with uh, the JMT. And you call it an epiphany, and Elizabeth called it, what was that, a, a, a mental breakdown, Elizabeth? <laughs> mental disorder. <laughs> I thought he was having one of those middle life crises. Because <laughs> he is 42, but at the time it was like 40. Yeah, she, she calls it midlife crisis. I called it uh, midlife inspiration. Midlife inspiration. <laughs> did, did he get the red sports car? Because I know my father-in-law did that in his midlife crisis. There was nothing wrong with that car. Not yet. He wants a Dodge Ram. <laughs> All right. So that, that's not too bad. Okay. So what made you guys decide? Now, Elizabeth, I, let me take a step back. I understand you love the John Maxwell, um, the, the, the content and... You know, Sebastian, you mentioned all the greats, and John Maxwell is certainly one of them. And Elizabeth, you mentioned you love the content, and you were already coaching people, which tends to happen with the smart friend, right, Elizabeth? Where you and I are the smart friend, and we're coaching all of our friends and and all that stuff. And um, and then you decided that you're going to go into business together instead of having two separate practices, two separate businesses. You're doing it together. What made you decide on doing that and working? at this together. I mean, you already had a good marriage. You were already married, what, 13, 14 years? How come you thought, well, it's not going to ruin anything? Well, um, I had 
I had started actually be, right before uh, I got involved with the John Maxwell team. I think I didn't write it in my bio. I had started uh, a small business called Coastal Beach Decor, and I was making seashell wreaths and uh, decor from home. And um, so uh, basically it was pretty hard because I was doing a lot of everything was manual and I was doing everything by myself, uh, the, you know, from coastal pillow covers, seashell wreaths. I was pasting seashell wreaths and do, doing stuff like that till midnight at night. And we have really, really young kids. Um, my youngest is two and um, I have a five-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old son now, but at the time they were younger. And I was like, this is just crazy. Like I was doing everything online. I was um, doing even drop shipping. I was uh, trying to get myself installed on the island, like getting known on the, on the island. It was costing us a lot of money with marketing and stuff. So we just, so I decided, um, like I said previously, then the whole John Maxwell team uh, uh, was brought into my life. And I started Mindset Fuel after that, which was just a group of ladies where we would uh, motivate each other. And I do some, um, some training, some masterminds. Um, I started with that. And then we realized that he was working thriving on purpose. I was working mindset fuel and having young kids like that. Uh, it was starting to get really demanding, you know, with social media and um, everything that you have to do to be known online. It was a lot of work for both of us. And then um, at first, I really wasn't sure if I was going to go into business with him. He was actually bugging me a lot about that. And, I was courting her. And, courting. and he was like, you're good in marketing. You're good in uh, the Internet stuff and social media and, uh, you know, listening to trainings about this and that. And I don't really have time. And he was at the time was still doing his full time job and doing Thriving on Purpose on the side, like part time. So. Like I heard him speaking and my heart re reached out to him. But at the same time, I was I hadn't decided if I really wanted to be under the same umbrella because as a woman, you you want to stand out. Right. So I what was important for me was really to understand what his vision was for his for thriving on purpose and if that fit with what I wanted to do for women. So we actually masterminded a really long time and we didn't decide this right away. It took some time until we really found a clear vision of how we were going to work together, what kind of content we were going to bring. And so it would make it uh, in a certain way. We decided to create top men and top women. And uh, we had our vision became clearer and I could see where I had a good place in that and not being kind of squished in the background, just doing marketing and stuff that nobody sees. That was not my kind of thing, you know. So I wanted to help him out with that, but I also wanted have, to have a fair shot at helping women and, and, you know, both of us shining in the right way. Also, she's prettier than I am, so I kind of wanted her to be at the forefront so people, <laughs> so people could see her. It's not just about the skills, right? I mean, you got the marketing image going there, so I needed her. <laughs> I understand that completely. I, I I will take the background and let Catherine take the forefront because, well, no one really wants to look at me. <laughs> so in addition to you're both coaches, you're both trainers, you're, you're both speaking. In addition to that, how else, Elizabeth, you touched on it a little bit. You're doing the marketing. But the, that day-to-day -day stuff uh, that that bogs us entrepreneurs down so much, 
How did you divide that up? Do you have a virtual assistant yet? Do you, uh, are you tending, uh, in, intending to get one? Do you make the kids do the work? How do you, how do you divide up all the, uh, all the day-to-day tasks that it takes to build and maintain a business? Well, what we basically do is every morning um, we have our family, our family time uh, where, you know, it's like an important time for us to kind of catch up what we're doing with our kids and stuff. And then my oldest is off to school and then me and my husband, while my two other younger ones play together, we'll uh, really mastermind on what needs to be done during that day. And uh, what's like we go really by priority, what's crucial. And then after in the afternoon, we have like a short coffee break, maybe half an hour where we touch base, touch point and uh, decide, you know, um, what we where we got to what point, what needs to be done. And like I do, I do more of the technical stuff, the stuff that takes longer to do. That's just time consuming because I work around the the. Um, when I don't have the, like when the kids are being taken care of uh, in daycare, it's one thing, they're part-time, but I try to work around their schedule when they are here and I work long evenings. So I'll do more of the technical boring stuff when the kids are asleep till like 11 o'clock at night. So um, he does a lot more content writing. He's a, he, like, that's his really strong point. So for him to build up content, we'll discuss stuff and he'll just like, whip it up really, really well. So we found, we really discovered what our strengths are. And so we try to work with that so that we really maximize and get, you know, the, the most effective way of doing things. Now, throughout your whole journey, you've been, well, you've been doing this for a year and a half, married for 16 years. What has been your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement and how have you worked through it? Yeah, well, it, 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 I think it came when uh, when I decided to change careers because uh, Liz has always been very grounded. Uh, she's always been the very uh, practical, pragmatic. Uh, not that I am not, but, I, I, but I'm more of a dreamer sometimes. I will mm-hmm. want to float away a little bit more. And so I had a pretty good paying job uh, as, as a postal worker. So when I chose the career change, initially, I was going to be a translator, uh, French, English, English, French. And I, uh, I went on a university website and uh, I was doing distance education with a university in Canada. And so that was going pretty good, uh, but I didn't find any passion in it. I didn't have any fun doing it because it's very kind of technical, boring work. But uh, during the semester, my first semester, in an advanced uh, English grammar course, we had to write two essays during the course of that semester, and I aced both essays. And for me, that was kind of revelatory because it really proved to me that I could be a really good writer. And since I'm French, I'm like I'm a French Canadian, for me writing in English, I'm not writing in my native tongue. So for me to ace uh, essays in English was a big deal. And I, I always knew that I was a good writer in English, but now it was proven because my teachers were like, wow, this is a great essay. And they, they gave me 100% on both. So I knew I could do this. And it, it didn't start like it wasn't at that time that I decided I was going to write a book, but it started the process along the lines also at the same time, parallel to that was my, uh, my passion to become a speaker at the same time. So a lot of things started happening all at once. 
that made me want to change careers. So in her mind, me being a translator was a very safe job and it was a great opportunity because it pays very well. Uh, so she was kind of happy with that, with the way things uh, were going. So when I said, you know what, I'm not really passionate about translation, uh, I would really prefer being a speaker. And then later came the I want, want to be an author part. That that, that really destabilized our, our couple on a personal level. It really shook us up. Well, not me, because me, I, I found my bliss. So I, I was ecstatic. I was super happy. But her, she felt like the stability of our finances or, or our future was perhaps compromised with this new change because there's no guarantee when you, just, you decide you're going to be an entrepreneur, uh, it can fly or it can crash. And you're, even though you want it to fly, even though you're going to do everything you can, there's no guarantees. So that was probably the thing that got us um, to have more fights. And uh, I was really going easy at first. Remember, Liz, when, when I, I wanted to quit translation, I didn't tell you, I want to quit translation. Yeah. I was just I was just saying, no, of course I'm going to be a translator. I, I just want to do the speaking thing too, you know, and, and the writing thing too. But I knew that I wasn't going to be a translator at that point. I just didn't want to tell her that because I knew she was still hanging on to that, like for dear life. But at the same time, when you've been married for so long, you know when your husband's happy doing something and when he's not. And the when he was learning translation and it was very technical, it was he was able to do it pretty well. But it was it was it wasn't something that was he was passionate about. And when he would have an essay or something to do where he can use his creative side and build up the content, that's when he he'd really love it and enjoy it. So. Um, so when he, I always knew that he would write a book. I always knew that he would be a writer, but I always thought this would happen later on in life, like when he's retired or something. <laughs> I didn't see him as doing that as a career just because, you know, like when your your eyes aren't open to the entrepreneurial world, you don't see how all this, all these opportunities open doors and things. You you kind of stay with the the mindset while translating pays well, gives you contracts and the other way, speaking gigs, masterminds, all that, you have to build your clientele, you have to, to work your business, it all depends on you. So that part kind of shook me up and it was kind of stressful at first. But then I saw the bigger picture and I was able to accept his dream. And you know, when you see somebody has a gift, like that, that's actually how we met. Like he had such a great way of expressing himself when we were writing to each other. And uh, even later on when he wrote a, a little booklet, Thriving on Purpose, he really has a way with words. I couldn't deny that it wouldn't be a, a really great thing for him to do this as a living as well. So so now how did you actually work through this? I, I, I understand, Elizabeth, you, you saw the light uh, of the entrepreneurial world, but how did you, well, the two of you actually act, discuss, fight, argue, work through it? How did you actually do that? Well, we had to transition really slowly in the sense that I said, you're not like, please don't leave your job like cold turkey because this was really going to stress me out. Oh, I wanted to leave. <laughs> like I didn't want him to like, you know, jump and dive in. So this was a very gradual process, um, money wise and uh, like, I said, you know, I respect your dream. I respect what you want to do at first, you know, before I join. But I said, you're going to have to show me, you know, how it's, you know, you're going to make it work and it's going to be harder for you because you still have your full-time job. You're going to have to do extra hours to build a clientele, to get yourself known, all this. But I was willing to back him up. So I went to events with him. 
you know, I was the supporting wife and I, I really, uh, it was good for me in a way because I saw him in action and uh, it opened my eyes to the business. And um, so, you know, there was an acceptance there and he just basically didn't move until we discussed and we both agreed on what we were going to do. Yeah. So basically, Sebastian, you sucked Elizabeth into your world. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, I'm a big black, yeah. I'm a big black hole. <laughs> I just like <laughs> swallowed her right in there. But uh, um, it was a process. I mean, and, and there were a lot of bumps in the road. And we're two strong character people, um, so it can be really arduous sometimes to reach an agreement or to reach a conclusion. I mean, I had to suck up to her. You wouldn't like. You wouldn't <laughs> believe. For oh, her I to, believe. I believe. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I had to do like overtime and really bust my, you know what, in order for her to say, you know what? Yeah, that, that could that could work. Maybe we can do this together. And so she when she said, OK, let's let's just join forces and do thriving on purpose together. She was doing a mindset fuel. She was trying trying to build her her coaching business uh, separately from mine. And uh, I was like, I saw what she was doing. And I was like, man, she's got all the skills that I don't have. And I have all the skills that she doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so we would be great together because Liz, Liz's lane is more coaching. I mean, she just thrives when she coaches someone one on one. It's amazing the results she gets. And me, it's more speaking and writing. So uh, and she's good at marketing. She's good in the mindset psychology. I do. Uh, I like to work with men. She likes to work with women. I mean, there's so many things that that meshed together, and I saw it. And and she, for some reason, she was she was playing hard to get. She didn't play that <laughs> like when I first met her. She wasn't playing hard to get that much. But when it came to joining me in my business, man, it's, it's probably because she knew me for 15 years prior. She was like, you know what? Now you can't have me a second time like that easy. Because now I've lived with you for 15 years and I know what I'm really getting into. And it's going to be really hard. You're going to have to really pedal if you want me this time. <laughs> and apparently it worked. So now yeah. tell me what some of the joys are that you guys experience being together 24-7. Can, uh, can I say it? Can I say it? Okay. <laughs> she's going to let me speak. I'm loving it. <laughs> what, I, what we really enjoy is, especially our morning masterminds. Uh, we call it morning masterminds. But basically it's just... Once Jason is off to school and we get that more quiet time where we can just look at each other's eyes and we have our coffee and then we can just uh, say, okay, here's where we are today. Here's what needs to be done. Here's what our appointments are. Here's what we got to do. And just uh, make a plan for the day and then uh, start implementing. I love that. And then we meet again in the afternoon for another cup of coffee. Uh, in which we kind of touch base and say, okay, here's what I, I was able to do. What, what were you able to do? And 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 then uh, we we move on from there and finish to close off the day after that. Uh, that that to me is the biggest pleasure because we we connect and we're really working together and just a feeling that you're you're rowing your boat in the same direction and it's so motivating to see the other one working hard and you working hard, but you know you're both working in the same direction. That really motivates me and strengthens me on a daily basis. Yeah, we've, we've seen a, a bigger progress um, doing it together than doing it separately. It's like there weren't, there weren't enough hours to get to where we were going as opposed to working together. We feel like we're, we're moving in the same direction and we see the progress in the business faster. And I would say the joy that I have is creating content like 
we decide the topics we're going to do and we get great ideas, you know, just by coaching people, just by talking to friends and stuff. And I think we both get excited in what kind of topics that we're going to cover and how we're going to do what we're going to do this week. And so the creative side, we both enjoy very much. I'll give you an example. Uh, when she was uh, doing her, her coaching business uh, separate, she was creating memes on Facebook that were just draw jaw dropping amazing. And what I try, when I tried to do uh, memes for my business compared to hers, they sucked. And I was like, man, if she could make memes for thriving on purpose, it would be amazing. <laughs> and I tried to get her to do it. But then she would say, well, I'm too busy with my business. You're going to have to do your own. And uh, then I was like all sad because my memes didn't look as good as hers. But now, since we're working together, <laughs> she's doing our memes and they're great. It's group memes. So, Sebastian, let me let me take a step back uh, a second because um, you had mentioned, you know, you stop in the morning and you guys have coffee and you mastermind. And then you stop in the afternoon and you have coffee and you mastermind. And you said the masterminding and the being with Elizabeth and the, and the thinking up the great things. Let's let's have a little truth bomb here. You're French. I'm Italian. Is it being with the wife or is it the is it the coffee? Let's let's be truthful here. Ooh, that would it's be the coffee. A combination of both. Yeah, you know, he took too long. Chant. Yeah, it, if you take away coffee from my life, you just rip my arm off. That's really. it. I I agree with you. I agree. You're, you're like I said, you're French. I'm Italian. It's it's one of those important things in our lives. Okay, so back. Continue with well, your Well, you know, he, he took he took that pause to answer, which I means know. Elizabeth takes the back seat. To I, coffee. It, well, you take the back seat to coffee too. So. I take the back seat to a lot. <laughs> so it's okay. You and you and Elizabeth can commiserate after the interview. <laughs> okay, continuing right along. If you guys can tell our listeners just one or two things that you do to separate your family time from your business time yeah that's that's been probably the biggest challenge as entrepreneurs i can't believe i just pronounced it in the english way because it's actually a french word <laughs> no we stole it we stole it <laughs> that's okay but yeah the, the main challenge that came like when you have a 40-hour week job you have a very uh stable schedule and every day is pretty much the same every day after day. But when you're an entrepreneur, I mean, you, you you're all over the place. And that's it's trying to get a semblance of a schedule that's going to work for everybody. That's really the challenge. So for us, what we do is on most days we're going to set like on weekdays or on weekends, we set a cutoff time and say, oh, you know what? Finished or not, if we're not done at this time, it's going to have to go for the next day unless it's a real emergency and it really needs to be done and the client's waiting or whatever. But unless it's something hugely urgent, we need a cutoff time, especially on weekends. That's where we, uh, we're going to yeah, do this. Being organized was uh, super important. And, um, you know, we always think being organized and work, but we actually put the activities in the, the um, schedules and uh, the needs of the kids. And uh, we so we found perks and different things to motivate the kids, too. Um, because at one point he was promoting his book and he was doing like a super leader Saturday. So he'd basically do a, a short teaching on a topic about the book. And so he included the kids in that so that it would be fun for them as well. So they dress up like bat 
Batgirl and uh, our son dressed up like Flash. And, you know, they did like cameos, let's say, <laughs> in that teaching. So it made it interesting for them. And at the same time, we always try to say, you know, like, okay, he's just got to do this for a short amount of time. I would work around that. I, I get the kids doing stuff. Uh, so that he could work quietly and then we'd all do stuff as a family. So they didn't feel it as much when we did stuff like that because we made it worth their while, if you want. We spent more quality time on the weekends. Um, and like he said, we do cut off times just so that, you know, we stay sane as well. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And and you really need to do that. Otherwise, you will go absolutely insane. insane. Yes. So yeah. now typically at this point, I would ask, uh, about books that you're reading. But before I do that, I do want to mention that, you know, Sebastian, you have already alluded to the fact that you wrote two books. So I just want to promote them here for real, for a real quick second. And the books are Thriving on Purpose, Eight Stepping Stones to a Successful and Fulfilled Life. And that's available on Kindle. And then the other book, which was just released, I'm not going to give a date because who knows when somebody's going to be listening yeah, to this. That's the evergreen part of yes. this. So we're making this evergreen. You got that, folks? That's how it works. <laughs> the other book is Lead Like a Superhero, What Pop Culture Icons Can Teach Us About Impactful Leadership. Uh, and that is that book available on Kindle, paperback, hardcover? It, it's, it's available all over. I mean, any bookstore online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, any big store online has it, uh, Lead Like a Superhero. The other one is a shorter, uh, kind of more like of a booklet, maybe 30 to 40 pages long on Kindle. So Thriving on Purpose is a short booklet, but but Lead Like a Superhero is a full-grown full paperback and hardcover and available in all different kinds of formats. And, and of course, we'll have links to those books on our website on the show notes page on together247.net. Now, back to the original question. And I know, Sebastian, in your bio, you said you need a new house just for your library. So I'm, yes. I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going to be very specific asking the question, what one book let me say that again. What one book, because I know how big your library is, <laughs> would you say was most impactful on your business life? Okay. The one book that was the most impactful on my business life is Think and Grow Rich by awesome. Napoleon Hill. Fantastic. Uh, when I came across that book a couple of years ago, it was strange because it, it I, I'm, I was more into spiritual growth at that time, a bit more of a... Uh, a spiritual kind of minded man. So when I went to a, a bookstore, that's where I would hang out. So I would never really go to the business area where they keep the business books. But for some reason on that day, I was in that, uh, that uh, place in the bookstore and I, the book just jumped off the shelf and right into my arms. And I knew I had a special book in my, in my hands at the time. And I had the urge to buy it. And which was kind of beyond me because like, why am I buying a business book? But I just can't resist. I got to buy it. So, and I bought it and I so didn't regret it. What an amazing, amazing book. That book certainly has staying power. It's been around for a long, long time. It, it's the gold standard, I think, for, I think so. for business books. I would agree. And Elizabeth, what about you? Um, there are many that I, that I enjoy, but the, I, it would be between mindset and the comp compound effect. I would say, um, I would say the compound effect by Darren Hardy had a the biggest impact on me to understand, you know, how 
every day, the little things that you do, how they compound, compound like they say, uh, how important it is in your business life, in your in your weight loss and everything. It covers basically everything that you can think of in your life. And for me, that was a big um a big eye opener because I was sort of like the kind of person that I want to get things done and I want to get there. And so sometimes you have to realize that you're going to get there, but every day, you know, by, by putting uh, those daily habits, you're going to get there down six months uh, where you want to be and you don't have to like run and crash and burn. <laughs> so, uh, so for that, for me, that was a really big thing. And, you know, like we look at every new year's now, Uh, applying these daily principles, these things that we've decided to do daily. And we look back on our life the year later and we're amazed at how much we've grown and how much we've uh, we've changed through that. And yeah. if you could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would that be? Can I, can I talk? Yeah, go. No. No. No, you can't. No, you can't. I'm not really asking permission. I just like the ladies to go first, but sometimes I have something to say. <laughs> I think really to respect one another's strengths and leverage those strengths when you're building a business is the most important thing because oftentimes if we don't like our tendency when we were first married and I was very at fault there, uh, I would go in areas and I would try to control certain aspects and, and certain situations, but it wasn't my strength zone. So we ended up in huge fights. Uh, first of all, so it eliminates the fights. And when you respect each other's strength zones, it really leverages everything else. I mean, it, it helps your business to grow by leaps and bounds. And that's the one advice I would give to couples who are working together. And I would say to try to inspire the person. You know, there's times when you're an entrepreneur where you see your spouse, um, you know, ha find it harder. Sometimes there's doors that close. There's things that happen where you can get discouraged. So I think it's to remind each other, you know, that like what what your gifts are and how good you are at, at what you do and to uplift the other person and inspire them to continue and remind them of the good stuff that happens to, to really keep things going. And so um, it basically feeds the fire, basically. Uh, I think it's important coming from the person you're working with, not just from outside sources telling you that, you know, you did a good job on a certain thing. So being encouraging and inspiring and uplifting each other. Yeah, definitely. So it, 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 it falls together. It, that respect, that encouragement, the... Can you, can you take a hint from them? I encourage me. I encourage you all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time? All the time. Except that one time. No. <laughs> Not even close. All right. So now we are up to the food round. And you both said in your bio that you guys are big foodies. So what is your favorite meal to cook together or... And, and, and I'm not sure if that one's, gonna, if that one's going to uh, uh, fall with Sebastian because you said you like to either order in or go out to a restaurant. But tell us your favorite meal to cook together if you guys cook it as a, as a family or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? Mm -hmm. uh, see, like my favorite meal is turkey with the trimmings, okay? The, the whole uh, Thanksgiving feast, that's my favorite meal. But... When we cook that together, 
it's a it's a nuclear it's a nuclear <laughs> it's a nuclear explosion waiting to happen because I become extremely controlling when I'm making turkey because I'm a manic perfectionist when it comes to that particular meal. So I drive her nuts. Then she screams at me. Then we we, <laughs> we we end up almost burning the meal. So it's not a good thing to cook together. But if we're a meal that we're good at cooking together that really complement each other is when we make spaghetti. Somebody, like one person boils the water, the other puts the pasta in the water. Is that <laughs> how it sauce. works? I'm talking about the, the, the Italian uh, spaghetti sauce and the whole thing with the, the yeah. vegetables. Yeah, so he cuts it. the vegetables, so whatever goes in it, and I basically combine the rest and the spices and all that. And so when we're able, like we did a stew together, like when we're able to work together and who does what, that's fine. But when it's something that he's so convinced that if he doesn't do it from A to Z, like his turkey. And my hot dogs, also my hot dogs. Yeah, so when he does stuff like that, then it's just because he loves that meal so much. I've decided to just back away and <laughs> to leave him the turkey and I do this, the side dishes <laughs> because I realized I wasn't going to win. There's no point. But he's more the, the the junk foodie. Like he likes to make the hot dogs and the huge burgers and you know more the fast food stuff. Yeah, I so I that, let him do that. I make mean sandwiches I too. <laughs> I, I got to ask the question because you you said that you mentioned the hot dogs, and how do I ask this properly? How can somebody screw up a hot dog? I mean, well, you just either boil it, throw it on the grill, and you're done. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, it's no. all about what you put in the hot dog. You see, like it's a what, deluxe hot dog. <laughs> it's a deluxe hot dog. What I put is I put cheese, I put onion, I put the sausage, and then I put some pickles, uh, dill pickles, and then I put mustard, relish, and some grated uh, cabbage. cabbage. That's, That's Chicago. That that is such a Chicago dog. Uh, you, 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 you get a hot dog, you get a bun, you throw some ketchup on it, you're done. No, oh. you, you go, you go, you go into Manhattan, and you get a hot dog, and you get two hot dogs. You get one with mustard and onions, and it's the it's the onions that were in the tomato sauce, whatever. So you get two hot dogs, one with mustard and onions, and one with mustard and sauerkraut, and that's it. You do not put ketchup on. You get hot a dog. hot dog, a bun, ketchup, and if you're at the cart, you also get a knish because they're just delicious. So there you have it. There. <laughs> there, there you have it. All right, last question before we uh, take a commercial break and go to our pet peeve. Red, white, or beer? I prefer red, and he prefers white. <laughs> well, I, I hate beer for some reason. I just can't. I just can't do it. I've tried it many times. I just, I just hate it. It's beyond me. But fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I like. Italian food, so I prefer red, and he likes the fish and the white meat, so he prefers white. Yeah, I'll tell you that would work great if if you only liked white and I only liked red, because that way we get a bottle to ourselves. I don't have to share it with you. Whatever, Because <laughs> you know, just once you open the bottle, you can't put the cork you can't back put the in. Cork back in, it's not good. Exactly, it just, which, is, which is what we did yesterday. We should. We yeah, had, had white. I had red. So let's go ahead and take a little break, and when we come back, we'll get the pet peeve. Hey, everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. 
Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Cat, you know what time it is? It's pet peeve time. Is it pet peeve time? It is pet peeve time. We're going to peeve. Sebastian, (laughs) what drives you crazy? Okay, well, I I got a few pet peeves, but if I'm going to talk about what Liz does that drives me crazy is I call it Liz piling on. And, for example, if she asks me, Sebastian, would you go downstairs and get me a bag of potatoes? I'd be like, sure, no problem. As I'm heading downstairs... She's going to shout, and could you close the window downstairs? It's too cool. And could you put the clothes in the dryer and tell Jason to lower the volume and dot, dot, dot. And I kind of lose my mind because I'm like, (laughs) why don't you write a list and send me downstairs, you know? (laughs) So I call it Liz piling on because I was headed downstairs for potatoes and it ends up being a list of six or seven things to do. No, I've got got to ask. But I've I've got to ask. Does she keep saying it while you're walking down? And, and at yes. some point, at some point, you can't even hear what she's saying anymore. Then you get back yes. upstairs. And why didn't you do this, 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 and this? Well, because I couldn't hear you. <laughs> you have to tune her out after a while. It's just like, to, I, I couldn't hear you, honey. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Never say you're just tuning her out. Don't ever say that. If she finds out, if she finds out, you, if she finds out you're tuning her out, she'll get really mad. That's right. Oh, I say that out loud. Oh, now she heard me and she knows I, I do that. Oh, man, I'm in trouble. Now, well, well, at least she, she's not saying, you know, go downstairs and do this. And then you get back up and she says, OK, now go downstairs and do that. And you get back up no, and she says, exactly. no, no. She, yeah, it's, it's the convenience aspect. Since I'm going to be downstairs and there, there's 10 things to do, might as well do them all. Right. Makes sense to me. There you go. <laughs> I tend to disagree, Catherine. <laughs> I, I think. You go downstairs, you do the task, you come back up, you get back to your own work. If the woman wants more stuff done, she can go downstairs and take care of it herself. I am in so much trouble right now. Autonomy. I've been trying to teach her that for yeah. a long time. <laughs> good, good luck with that. Good luck with that. So, very fun, very fun. Sebastian and Elizabeth, thriving on purpose, life coaches and leadership trainers out of Prince Edward Island and speaking... All over the place. You can go online and pick up Sebastian's books. We'll have that on our show notes page. Sebastian, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us on our show today. You didn't want to hear my pet peeve? Yeah. We, we, oh, we, you each had a pet peeve. Now, wait a minute. Now we've got to go back. What's Elizabeth, what's your pet peeve? My pet peeve is the 15 books on his night table. He's got so many books on his night table, it takes me forever to dust that thing. <laughs> Every time I say, can you downsize to like at least three, four books? No, it has to be 15. Okay, I, I'm going to stick up for Sebastian. Elizabeth, <laughs> don't you understand he's trying to better himself? Why does that bother you? 
Because why not do it with four books and then switch the four books? Because 15 is 15. It's more than four. <laughs> <laughs> so variety, right? Is that it? <laughs> How can you... Now, I read multiple books at the same time, but 15 is, is a little much. Well, well, I don't read 15. I, I mean, I, I'm also a dabbler. I so. can send them a picture. Okay, <laughs> so if you if you're not reading fifteen books, why are fifteen books on the nightstand? And otherwise, why don't you dust your own darn nightstand? Exactly. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, 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 it's a work in progress. I'm trying to cut down. It's just I'm really addicted to books. It's a good addiction to have. It's not a bad addiction to have. So, uh, books and basements—that is the pet peeves of the day. And once again, Sebastian and Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on our show and for sharing with our listeners what it takes to raise three kids and be in business with the one you love. And you'll find all of their contact information on the show notes page as well. So you'll be able to get in touch with Sebastian and Elizabeth. And, and that's www.together247.net. It is. It and is. with that, we'll catch everyone next time. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.